Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We have quite the assortment of headlines to cover today, some of which you are likely not seeing in the mainstream media. But first, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and make sure you're following Convention of States on all social media so that you can keep up with the latest progress and so that you can see the latest news articles on our website. On today's show, we'll follow up on a past election suit aiming to remove politicians from office, discuss how Joe Biden finally ended the COVID-19 pandemic emergency, discuss the uniparty push to take away our constitutional rights, and how Governor Ron DeSantis made constitutional carry legal in Florida. All of that right here on the Liberty Update. So you may or may not have heard of the Brunson brothers by now. They are from Utah and have filed a lawsuit that went all the way to the Supreme Court back in January, challenging the 2020 election as it pertains to federal officers and their oath of office. So the lawsuit in January was called Brunson versus Adams and gained quite a following from Americans still questioning the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. And so the case was brought by Roland Brunson against 388 federal officers, so members of Congress, as well as Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Mike Pence. The lawsuit claimed that they failed to assess warnings about illegal votes from several states. So under Rule 11, the case was fast-tracked to the Supreme Court earlier this year because of its impact on national security. It gained quite a following. And then the Supreme Court declined to hear the original case, which was expected. But the Brunson brothers have announced that they are moving on to Plan D at this point in April. They just wrote last week that in order for us to move our brother Loy's case to the Supreme Court, we need to move it to the appellate court. So the plan is as soon as it's filed in the appellate court, they are going to use the Rule 11 to expedite it to the Supreme Court which will take several days up to a couple weeks to be officially filed in the Court of Appeals. So this is interesting because their original lawsuit did not pan out, although it did make it all the way up to the Supreme Court and they are trying to approach it in the same way again by getting a new lawsuit by one of the other brothers up to the Supreme Court. In both of these cases, the one that has already failed and this new one, they argue that federal officials violated their oath to defend the Constitution by certifying the 2020 election without any investigation after receiving reasonable pleas. The Brunson brothers' suits are not about the legality of the 2020 election. Instead, it's about government officials' commitments to defend the Constitution by taking the oath of office. So part of their goal is to get these federal officials out of office, but another side is to add the words under penalty of perjury to the end of the oath of office, making it binding and making the penalty enforceable. Rollins said that the Supreme Court is getting more and more letters and affidavits as well, letting them know that this is about we the people and not just about four brothers who want their freedom protected. Now, the mainstream media is not covering this story at all, but we will continue to monitor their progress, whether they achieve their intended outcome or not, because it is of clear interest to the people. And you can also see more details on this story by going to the blog at conventionofstates.com and searching for Brunson versus Adams. Now we have an interesting piece of news that 
Joe Biden has at long last officially declared the COVID-19 pandemic over. Although according to some internal reports from the White House, he wasn't too thrilled to do so. Precisely 1,124 days after President Trump first declared a national emergency in response to COVID-19, Joe Biden agreed to end the so-called two weeks to slow the spread. According to a brief press release from the White House, on Monday, April 10, 2023, the president signed into law a resolution which terminates the national emergency related to the COVID-19 pandemic. The measure previously passed through both the U.S. House and Senate. Of course, for most Americans, the pandemic ended at least a year ago. Nevertheless, the emergency declaration that authorized draconian government lockdowns, social distancing rules, business closures, and various mandates still stood until just this week. Shockingly, nearly 200 members of the president's own party in the House of Representatives voted against ending the so-called emergency. 23 senators voted against it as well. Earlier this year, only 7 of 213 House Democrats voted in favor of ending the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, despite Biden signaling his desire to fully end the pandemic emergency by April 11th. According to at least one White House spokesperson, however, Biden, quote, strongly opposed the resolution, but reluctantly agreed to sign it rather than veto the bill. Even as the final pages of the COVID-19 pandemic are being written, those in power are still disinclined to relinquish the power they have obtained. During the pandemic, the federal government seized unprecedented control over our lives, and there's no telling when they might do it again. If ever we needed an Article 5 convention to reign in the federal government, it's now. Thanks to the Constitution, we the people have the ultimate power over the government, and through an Article 5 convention, we can ensure that the abuses of the pandemic crackdowns are never repeated again. Some more need-to-know news of the week revolves around the Restrict Act, which you've likely heard of at this point because it was recently introduced in Congress to supposedly ban the app TikTok. We know that the Chinese-owned platform is of national security concern, but really this Restrict Act does a lot more than just address TikTok. It just aims to monitor Americans more and how we use our smartphones and monitor everything we do through the Commerce Department. It gives the government access to our data, our browsing history, how we're using different apps on our phones, it even restricts the use of a VPN. Tulsi Gabbard recently said that there are some pretty serious consequences to passing this legislation. Interestingly, some Democrats and Republicans both support this legislation, although it is Republicans like Senator Lindsey Graham. Listen to what he said on Fox News when he found out that he co-sponsored the Restrict Act. Did you read this? Uh, yeah, I don't think I support the Restrict Act. <laughs> You don't support this because you were named as one of the supporters, because this is garbage. Constitutionally, we can't do all the things you just said. So let me get back with you, but let me just yeah, get with back this. with me because you co-sponsored it two days ago. OK, Senator. all right. Yep. See, makes me look bad. I don't know a better explanation. All right. Uh, my bad. But so Senator Lindsey Graham actually wasn't aware that that's what he was supporting. Well, it's a mix of both Republicans and Democrats. Tulsi Gabbard 
recently was also on Fox News and she warned that Americans must be smart and not fall for the trap in this legislation. She compared it to the Patriot Act of 2001. And she even said that people who took an oath to support and defend our constitution, our civil liberties, our rights are hellbent on taking away those rights. The, the Democrats and Republicans that have, have introduced this legislation are trying to market it as something that it's not. It gives power, unfettered power, to unelected bureaucrats in the Commerce Department. Ultimately, we have, again, people who took an oath to support and defend our Constitution, our civil liberties, our rights, but they are hell-bent on taking those rights away and dangerously in this bill, the Restrict Act, not even allowing us to challenge their actions through our court system. At the end of the day, the RRD next to a politician's name doesn't truly matter to members of the Uniparty. It's about maximizing control of the people through security measures like the Patriot Act of 2001 and now the Restrict Act of 2023. And as the government keeps cracking down on our rights and freedoms, it's important that the American people continue to safeguard the right to self-defense as outlined in the Second Amendment of the Constitution. That's why we're excited to share that last week after Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill making constitutional carry legal in Florida, the practice is now allowed in a majority of states. Proponents of constitutional carry, which is concealed carry of a firearm without a permit, argue it is a Second Amendment guaranteed right as the Constitution assures the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Nevertheless, many states, including many red states, have imposed limitations on this right. Constitutional carry laws seek to remove those limitations. The legislation will go into effect July 1st, 2023. Currently, Floridians must participate in a firearms training course before being eligible for a permit, which is required for concealed carry. However, as DeSantis pointed out, the Constitution does not intend for government to be the arbiter for who is and is not allowed to carry. You don't need a permission slip from the government to be able to exercise your constitutional rights, he contended. Especially in a time of crackdowns on gun ownership and Second Amendment rights, Ron DeSantis signing this bill is a huge victory for gun owners, the Constitution, and liberty. To kick the federal government out of the dangerous business of infringing on our fundamental rights to self-defense, Go to conventionofstates.com and sign the petition today. To stay up to date on the daily work we're doing to save our country from tyranny, make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to the Liberty Update so you don't miss a single episode and get involved in the fight. Join the grassroots army today and together we can save America. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week on the Liberty Update.